Yeah. Hey, everyone. Welcome in. It's another edition of the Wobcast. I'm your host, Mike Wobshaw, inside TCO Studios at TCO Performance Center in Egan, joined, as always, by my co-host and the producer of the Wobcast, Chris Corso. What's up, man? What's going on, Wobby? We have a busy, busy, busy day. Let's get to it. At Um, TCO Performance Center. Voice of the Vikings, Paul Allen, leading us into this week's Wobcast with a call of a long run by running back Mike Boone, who stole the show against the Jacksonville Jaguars last week, scored a touchdown. Now, Mike Boone and Rock Thomas getting the job done, Chris, on the ground. Three combined touchdowns this preseason, and by far and away, the number one question I'm getting from fans in my email inbox, Chrissy, for the mailbag and for pick six is like, how do we keep both these running backs? It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, look at this stat right here. What do you got? Minnesota's running back corps lead all running back groups in the preseason yards from scrimmage, totaling 403 yards in two games, and that has a lot to do with Rock Thomas and the one who let off the show, and that's Mike Boone. Yeah. So, man, these two guys have been really battling it out. Yeah, and this is what coaches want. They want to have to make hard decisions when it comes down to roster cutdown day, and we're going to get to that later in the show. But the Mike Boone and Rock Thomas are doing what the coaches want. Give us hard decisions to make, please. That's what those two are doing. So one, we got 168 yards from scrimmage for Rock Thomas. Yeah. 135 for Mike Boone. There we go. So they're getting the job done. Um, so we got a lot to get to here in the show. We're going to have fan mail later on, of course, one of our favorite things to do. You're going to hear from Vikings receiver Kendall Wright because Chrissy ran him down after a practice this week. We're going to uh, go over some other um, some other news and notes and some roster moves. So um, a lot to get to today. Uh, the 2018 Verizon Vikings part of training camp is over. The fan part of camp has concluded it was a, a good run by Vikings faithful, making their way to Egan instead of Mankato. And I believe it was up close to 70,000 people who made their way to watch practices over uh, whatever it was, 17 or 18 it's practices amazing. they could watch. So Vikings fans, to no one's surprise, showed up to see the new digs here in Egan and to watch the 2018 Vikings get ready for the season. So that was super cool. Um, but the, the training camp schedule goes on, and the Vikings have uh, have remained in training camp here in Egan, even though the fans aren't here, and now they're getting ready for preseason game number three against the Seattle Seahawks Friday night at U.S. Bank Stadium. Now, there's going to be a fourth preseason game, Chris. That's going to be on the road at Nashville, and then on September 1st, that's a date for us to remember. That is cut-down day where the Vikings will get that roster down to 53 players, um, and then hopefully they'll uh, be able to find the 10 players they want for the practice squad, nine or 10 players they want for the practice squad. So, uh, But that that's the big cut-down day, Chris, but we've had a bunch of roster moves um, already this week as the Vikings, as Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer continue to tinker with the roster, try to get try to field the best team they can. So it's not every day that you're in the end of training camp. Training camp's over pretty much. No more fans here. And you get a guy like George Iloka, yeah. which is who the Vikings signed today, a safety with the Cincinnati Bengals for the past seven years, has some very close ties with Mike Zimmer, who was yeah. his defensive coordinator there for two years. Um a safety of his caliber doesn't just come along at this time of the year. Yeah. And it, that was a great pickup for the Vikings today. Yeah, and we're going to talk more about George Iloka and the fan mail part of the show. But um, but 
like I always say this, you know, fans will will write in all the time and be like, what about this guy? Could we sign this guy? And what about that guy? And I'm always like, yeah, let's sign him. I mean, like, let's bring in as many good players as we can bring in. Uh, I, you can't have too many talented players. Yep. And so that that's the case here with Iloka. He becomes available. The Vikings like him. He's obviously a scheme fit. Um, coming from Cincinnati where Mike Zimmer coached him. Mike Zimmer's now here. And so, I mean, all that makes sense. I don't think it's an indictment on Sendejo, but again, we'll get to that later. Another roster move made this week that caught a lot of people's attention, the kicker. That's right, the kicker. Big roster move here, and uh, it's crazy. It it was kind of time with two games into the preseason. Just seeing the way Daniel Carlson, the fifth-round draft pick, has just drilled every single kick that he's been put out. Um, five extra points, two field goals, a 57-yarder in Denver, and uh, it was it was made on Monday that Kai Forbath has been released. Um, Mike Zimmer talked about it afterwards and said, "Man, Kai put up a great battle, as good of a battle as you could put up when a team goes out and drafts trades up to draft a kicker." Um, so much respect to Kai Forbath. Coach Prieper sure. said the same thing, and man, Daniel Carlson has really impressed with with uh, his big leg. Is is what Zimmer said. He has he's really shown. The ability to hit the, that long kick, which is yep. that's incredible for a rookie. Yep, and uh, you know, and and Prief talked about his demeanor, and um, you know, he made a lot of big kicks at Auburn, and that that's a big place to kick. You're kicking in front of ninety thousand people every week in the SEC, um, and not, now we're gonna, you know, uh, Carlson's gonna be asked to do it here in the NFL. So um, we'll see how he responds to that pressure, and he'll get all the kicks obviously on Friday night against Seattle, and then next Thursday against the Tennessee Titans. Uh, any other moves that we want to go over here, Chrissy, before we move on? Yeah, there were a couple moves this week. Um, obviously, a um, ton of injuries in that game and ton of players go down. No one um, of the starter caliber on the team. Day Aruna was a was a notable player there, defensive end, just because um, he was a draft pick this year towards the end of the draft um, of Mike Zimmer, a big, big defensive end out of Tulane. So a very raw athlete. We talked about him earlier, earlier this week. Um, just about how he's just very raw, and it's going to be good for him to. He's injured, obviously. You want him out there, but it is going to be good for him to be able to go through yep. a full season, watch the offense, learn some of the playbook, learn the behind the scenes, learn how to be a pro. Um, so he was the one that was originally de- designated for the reserve slash in- injured list, which yep. means um, no other teams can go out there and try to sign him. Um, the Vikings also waived slash injured. Um, Cedric Lang, tackle, who was injured in the game, tight end Josiah Price, who was injured in the game, and yep. fullback Johnny Stanton. Um, those players were later moved to the reserve slash injured list when they were not claimed by any other team. So um, definitely a big thing to say about Adai Aruna that he was originally put on that injured reserve um, so no teams can go near him. Yeah. So that was, that was good to see. And um, it's tough to see some of these guys go down, but like I said, it's no one of the starter or – so that sort of caliber. Well, yeah, injuries are the worst part of the game, you know. Absolutely. And, and you don't like seeing guys go down, especially guys who are pouring their heart and soul out on the practice field, trying to put the best tape out there they can, get ready for games so they can put more good tape out there for all the other teams. So, uh, yeah, you, you never like to see injuries. We saw a bunch of them last week against the Jaguars. So hopefully we can stay away from the injury bug um, this week against the Seattle Seahawks. Now, um, we uh, we have some preseason stats uh, that we wanted to share, but we kind of already went over them with the running backs um, and, and just the yardage that they are churning out. And Chrissy, I, I just want to advance this discussion a little bit further before we get to Kendall Wright and your, your discussion with him. You know, we, we've seen the Vikings 
be able to run the ball all of training camp. The running game has looked good, even going against the Vikings defense, which has a great run defense. And so um, I'm optimistic about the running game, and I'm excited to see that um, unfold on on Friday against the against the Seahawks, but but especially Week One against the San Francisco 49ers, who are going to come in here thinking they can win the game. And Absolutely. I think um, hopefully by then Dalvin Cook will be back and he'll be running um, for us full time and Latavius Murray, and we'll have that one-two punch and get that offensive line healthy again. And and I think that's the one thing that's easy to overlook about our offense is everyone's going to talk about Cousins. Everyone loves Diggs and Thielen. Everyone's concerned about the injuries to the offensive line. Don't forget Dalvin Cook and Latavius Murray. That arrow is pointing up, and they are going to help sort of uh, soothe and cure some of the other ails that might be happening, particularly with, with injuries along the offensive line. So I think I think Cook and Murray really are in are poised to have good seasons for the Vikings. Is that what you've seen during camp too? A hundred percent. I mean, a lot of people forget that last season. Obviously, Dalvin Cook, a rookie, was healthy and ready to go, but Latavius Murray had a foot injury that he had surgery on. Yeah. I mean, he was not himself come mm-hmm. week one, and now he is, though. He's himself. Now he is, yeah. yeah. Now, now we just got to gotta take care of that football. Yeah, you just got to take care of the fo- football. He had two uh, lost fumbles in, that, in the last game there, which yeah. was tough to see. He's got to make sure he keeps that elbow, in, elbow down, is what Coach Zim said when mm-hmm. he addressed the media the other day. Um, I just want to read this tweet from Field Yates. Oh, yeah, my man Field. Because you forget some of these things. So Field's goes, a good cat now. I don't know what you're going to read. Yeah. You might read me something that's going to make me mad at him. Yep. But Field Yates is a nice dude. I promise you this is going to make you happy. Oh, yes. Let's go. Vikings offseason log. Yes. Sign quarterback Kirk Cousins. Bet. Extend defensive end Daniil Hunter. Fine with it. Extend linebacker Eric Kendricks. Yes, please. Extend wide receiver Stephon Diggs. Yes, we did. Sign defensive lineman Sheldon Richardson. What more do you want? Sign safety Georgia Iloka, which happened today. Yes, Chris, keep going. And the last one, <laughs> running back Dalvin Cook returns healthy. That's oh the God. last one on that list. Yeah. Just showing you that a lot of people don't even like right. remember that part. Yeah, You're returning a 100% over an 1,000-yard rusher this year, in my opinion. Um, in many people's opinions, if he plays in all there, the games, if he plays mm-hmm. in all the games, um, so that's like adding another free agent. Mm-hmm. If that's he's right. We only had him for three and a half games last year. It's crazy. Looked like he was going to be a finalist for rookie of the year to me after three and a half games. Um, so yeah, it's exciting that we're going to have him back. Now another new Viking is one who's going to join the Wobcast right now. That's wide receiver Kendall Wright. Chrissy, this was your discussion with Kendall. What did you learn about him? Yeah, it was cool. I, I saw him coming off the field the other day, and that Vikings receipt, we're going to talk a little bit about it after um, you guys hear the sound. But, um, yeah, the Vikings receiving court, you got Stefan Diggs, you have Adam Thielen, and then after that, man, this battle is, is wide open. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have Laquan Treadwell, Stacey Coley, um, Kendall Wright, Brandon Zilstra, I mean, the, the list goes on and on with some of the talent that's out here. So Kendall Wright's the guy who's who's been around a little bit, um, recorded his lone 1,000-yard season in 2013 back with the Tennessee Titans, um, was actually with the Chicago Bears last year, signed there last offseason, caught Mitch Trubisky's first career touchdown. So he's, he has some history working with young quarterbacks as well as um, some veterans. And, man, I, I thought it was a great addition. And just to have that that – just a guy who's a veteran. Who, solid. He's solid, and mm-hmm. you know what you know what you're going to get from him. So yeah, you know I think uh, voice of the Vikings Paul Allen made this point a couple of times in talking about Kendall Wright and and Tavares King. It reminds him of 
defensive line signings we had last year, like when we signed Will Sutton and Dayton Jones. Guys who have been in the league, have been starters in the league, have made plays in the league, and you sign them so that if your young guys don't develop, you got those, those guys who, are, who you know you can rely on and are solid guys who can help you win. You got those guys. Now, as it turned out, the Vikings decided to go with younger players instead of Sutton and Jones. Uh, and I don't know if that's what they're going to do with Wright or King. That's yet to be determined. But to me, in my, in my mind's eye, that's sort of the, the type of signings they are. And, yep. and I don't want to insult them by calling them insurance policies because these are guys who can go out and make plays. They've already proven that to us. Kendall Wright has a 1,000-yard season. It's not easy okay? to do. Diggs and Thielen do not. Yep. So like, I'm not, I'm not indicting or criticizing or belittling Kendall Wright. I'm just saying – he is a guy where you know what he is, he's solid, and you know he can get the job done. So that if the Brandon Zilsters and the Stacey Coley's and the Laquan Treadwells don't pan out, you can fall back on a guy like Kendall Wright. So anyway, so here's your conversation from earlier in the week with Vikings wide receiver Kendall Wright. All right, Chris Corso here with Kendall Wright. Kendall, what's it been like, new team this offseason? You've been with Tennessee, with Chicago, now you're with the Vikings. What's it been like learning a new offense and kind of working with some of our wide receivers here? Well, it's been fun. I mean, the offense is uh, it's a different offense. and I mean, the offense has been interesting and fun to run. And it's really, I mean, it's really uh, good coming out here playing with Diggs and Thielen and Treddy. Treddy's getting better. I mean, we have a good group of guys and good competition everywhere. And it's just, to me, it's fun. Fun playing with those guys, learning from them, and just learning from each other. You've had some big seasons in the past, and now you come to a team with Diggs, Thielen, Treadwell, like you said. What do you kind of see your role on this team going into the season, being a veteran guy and working with these guys? Uh, my role is whatever whatever they need me to do, I'll do it. I mean, I still I'm, – I'm not real old. I still, can, I still can do a lot of things on the field. So, I mean, it's just – it's a different position for me, and I'm, I'm embracing it. So, I mean, just whatever I'm asked to do, I'm just do it. So you're working with Kirk now for, for a while. What's it been like working with Kirk Cousins? Obviously, he's new here to these guys, but you're new as well. So what's it been like working with him? Uh, I think it's been really, really, really fun working with Kirk. He's a he's a different type of quarterback. He He's always excited. And, I mean, he, ser- he takes his job serious, serious about his job, but he knows how to have fun fun while playing that position. And I, and I I think that's what makes him. He has a real personality while he's out there, while he's out there. And I really think he's a, a really good quarterback. I mean, he's really been on point, and I mean, he's been on point. He's a leader for us right now, so it's real. It's real fun working with him. Speaking of personalities, Coach Flip DiFilippo, our new offensive coordinator. What's it been like, kind of learning some of the offense from him? Obviously, he's had a lot of success with his wide receivers and tight ends and stuff like that. Um, what's it been like working with him here? I've been uh, with Flip. It's been like, I've been in a lot of offenses, but his is. His is a unique offense, and I mean, I don't think you'll ever have a, a coach more excited than uh, Flip and Flip to just get out in the meeting room or out here, just just get out here and call plays, just dial it up. I mean, he's he's trying to win with every call, with every call that he makes, and I think, I mean, you got to have a coach like that. He's, I mean, he 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 wants to go after everybody, whether it's at practice or wherever we play. He just want to go after everybody, and he just want to be ready to uh, call, call his plays. And, and show, show his offense. Yeah, he likes his Jordan shoes, too. I know that. I know he's a big sneakerhead. Oh, yeah. I, I, I see him uh, really, really every other day he has a pair of J's on. So. <laughs> I think you told me the 11s were his favorite. Yeah, mine, too. <laughs> you, you, too? Yeah, same here. 
I like the 12s too. I always I always put ball on those. Thirteens, you know. I mean, you got to be a Jordan man to know. So, Absolutely. and he, he's definitely he's definitely one of those guys. He every other day he has a different pair of shoes on. Whether whether it's uh, low top 11s. I mean, he he got some he got some swag. Yeah, I give him that. I see Kirk with the low top 11s every now and then too, which is cool to see. But um, what about some of the young receivers in this group? Who kind of stands out to you looking at some of these guys like Brandon Zilstra? I know he's been hurt as of late. Jake Wenicky, some of those guys. Who who kind of stands out? Maybe Stacy Coley's one as well. Who who's the guy that really stands out to you out of that group? Uh, I mean, to me, they they all stand out. They all show flashes of of. What That's the easy answer, man. Yeah, I mean, I, they all show flashes of of what they can do, man. And they all they all do something different. I mean, so I mean, it's excited. It's exciting just just when I'm out here watching them or. Or they ask me what can they do on this or what can they do on that. I mean, it's just exciting. I mean, really, all those, all those guys are doing their thing. And uh, I mean, Brandon, Brandon is really, he, he really can track the ball well. You know, he know how to find the ball, and he's been having a good camp so far. And then kind of looking at the running backs, obviously you got Dalvin Cook coming back this year and then Latavius Murray and then even Mike Boone, the way he performed last game. What do you see out of the running running back group and how they can kind of complement your group? Uh, us as receivers, we got to be ready to block anyway. But right. you really have to, you really have to block with those guys because really all all the backs that I've played with since I've been here, I mean they all have potential to bust at any time. I mean they can bust a run any any place. So you as us as receivers, you gotta you gotta stay on your block at all times because Dalvin has speed; he can go. Latavius has, Latavius has power and speed. And the young, the young ones just coming in there and just, they just doing it. <laughs> yeah, they really are. They've been preseason. It's been crazy. They doing it. It's been crazy for them. Uh, Rock and Boom both been having a good preseason. And I mean, really, they should just keep it up. And they, they really doing a good job. Obviously, Mike Zimmer's on the defensive side of the ball. But what's really stood out to him as your head coach, just just being here for the first year and working under him? Is there something that stands out just being under Coach Zim? Coach Jim is is a real upfront coach, and to me that stands out. If if he doesn't like something, he's gonna let you know about it, regardless of what you think. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna be real with you and keep it. I mean, he's gonna tell the truth no matter what. You you won't catch him catch him lying. He had I don't I haven't seen him really have any favor. He might have favorite players, but I mean, when it comes to the team, if one person or anybody's doing something, he, he doesn't care. He'll let you know. He'll let anybody have it. Yeah. Yeah. And last question, obviously you're new to Minnesota here. What's it been like just being here, being in a new state? Have you uh, Has it been fun to, to just see the city or anything like that? We just What's it been like being in Minnesota here for the first couple of months? Uh, I mean, it's cool. I haven't really, I haven't really got to – Yeah, I haven't really got to do anything. All, all I've been doing is working, and that's – that's that's the main thing is working. When when the time comes, if I'm still around, I'll, I'll go check out check out the city. Yeah, that was a great conversation. Another little known fact about Kendall Wright: he played on the Baylor basketball team his freshman year. Get out of here! Yeah, so he's an athlete. Okay, now he's an athlete, and he likes Jordans. And you heard that, and, and I, I brought Ooh. up that John D. Filippo flip likes Jordans, likes Jordans too. Now, like, okay, I, like, I, I said, yeah, the Jordan Eleven. That's that's. Uh, Flip's favorite shoe, and he said, that's mine, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> of course it is, Kendall. Yeah. He's just trying to get on his team every way he can. Yeah, that was funny. Nah, so, I'm just teasing. All right, we're going, uh, we're going back to know your opponent. We're keeping these short. 
not getting too crazy because we know that this is the preseason. Yeah, yeah, we don't game plan for opponents on the Wobcast in the preseason. We we're just keep it short just and like simple. Just like the team. Yeah, we're, that's right. We do it just like a game plan for these guys. <laughs> um, the Vikings are 5-10 and 10 all-time against Seattle in 14 regular season games and one playoff matchup. We didn't love the end of that playoff matchup. I that's felt like sure. we beat them. I mean, I, that should be a win. That should we be a win. We did beat them. <laughs> we beat them that day. We beat them that day. That was my first season with the Vikings, and, man, that was uh, – it's, it's been up since then, Chris. It's been, it's been all right. up. Yeah, it's, it's been, been up since, since then. then. That was a tough way to end your first season. Um, Kirk Cousins came to the podium today and talked and said that um, this is a dress rehearsal for, for week one yeah. of the season. This yeah. is the biggest dress rehearsal. Um, he said that for the offense. He said that for Coach John Filippo calling the plays. Um, so you will see quarterback Russell Wilson take the field, who's been Seattle's starter for the past six seasons. Um I mean, just watching him play, he is always something to be reckoned with, whether yeah. it's moving in the pocket, um, making smart passes. What do you see when you see yeah. when you see him? Well, I see a guy who, um, you know, a little bit like I would say something similar about Kirk Cousins where, you know, his identity is not this one thing that he's really good at and that's what he does and that's it. Like Russell Wilson can operate from in the pocket just fine and he can operate on the move. And he can run zone read and read option and designed runs and naked boots and bootlegs and moving pockets and seven steps and three step and quick game and deep throws, everything. So it's a true, it's it's a thorough and true test for a defense to go up against Russell Wilson. It's for sure. And he definitely has some targets out there and led by Doug Baldwin, an undrafted player for them who's just come in and done his job and became a superstar there in Seattle. So you'll see a little bit of him. And a lot of people forget Brandon Marshall is on this team. Uh, on Seattle, yeah. He's I know. on Seattle. I, know. Like, I, I, so I looked at it, I was like, when did he sign with them? You know, like, yeah, I it's know. It's crazy. It, yeah, and, and a big body for Russell Wilson, if he makes the team, which I presume he will, um, can use him in the red zone for sure. Uh, a lot like the Packers signing Jimmy Graham away from the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks kind of get a big body red zone guy back in Brandon Marshall. Um, so certainly someone uh, someone to be reckoned with for sure. Yeah, and then we look at the defense, and, man, this defense has been so good over the years. I mean, the Legion of Boom, having all these players. Richard Sherman's not there anymore. It's a different team now. It is definitely a different team here in Seattle. You saw a lot of that Jacksonville defense play deep into the game in preseason week two. I think you're going to see the same in preseason week three, especially with a team that has a lot of new players. Um, safety cam chancellor's on the reserve slash PUP list. So um, I don't know if he's going to come back and ever play. Earl Thomas was in a contract dispute sort of thing. So, I mean, this team, they still have Bobby Wagner, linebacker in the middle of that defense, but they are not the same defense that they used to be. Yeah, you're right. They've lost some players. And, you know, that that defense does have the heart of a champion, though. So I I think at the end, though, I think the Seahawks team is just going to be different. This is not – the Legion of Boom, defense-dominated, Pete Carroll's um, aura, Seattle Seahawks, go to Quest Field, CenturyLink Field, and, and not be able to score any points, and the crowd super – like it's just that that was a great aura that Seattle had. That was an era, and it was an aura that was great, and it, pro- and it yielded a Super Bowl. I still think Seattle can play at that level. It's just going to look different. It's going to be, I think, it's going to be a higher scoring team. Yeah. You know, where they're not they're not trying to win games seventeen to nine. I think they can win games thirty one to twenty eight type of thing. So that's why I say this is going to be a true test 
for the Vikings defense with Russell Wilson and this crew coming into U.S. Bank Stadium, so I'm super excited to watch it. That's right, and I'm excited to watch too, and that leads us to the next question. We heard Kirk Cousins in, in his press conference this week say, this is the biggest dress rehearsal going forward. We, we, can, we can't say that enough. Preseason week three is where you really want to see what your offense can do, what your defense can do, and then you're ready to go go play in week one. So what can fans expect, Wabi, going into preseason week three in this game, the last one at U.S. Bank Stadium before the home opener? Well, I think a cleaner a cleaner operation on offense. You know, there was a third down pass from Cousins to Rudy that I think the timing was off a little bit. Cousins short hopped one um, to Thielen on the sideline. You know, and I just the, I liked some of the the running game that I saw. I thought that was pretty good, and I thought Cousins looked good dropping back and ready to throw. I just didn't think the connection was there. And and we got to give the Jags credit. That's a good defense that, that they you know that they were playing. And Seattle's is good too. I I don't think it's in the Jaguars class at this time. You know, and maybe I'm wrong, and I will see that. But just judging. After watching Jacksonville in practice for two days and then watching them in the game and knowing what they were last year and the fact that bringing most of their guys back, yep. I think that defense is at another level than what we're going to see from Seattle. And so I, I expect a cleaner-looking operation on offense. And then on defense, um, I want to stay away from the penalties. I don't want to. I, I think you want to see an improvement on against some of the screen game that we saw. You know, the Jags gouged us a little bit with the screens. Yep. But all in all, I mean, the Vikes defense put Blake Bortles on a very pedestrian outing. I think his passer rating was like 64.6 or yep. something like that. So um, I just expect to see more of the same from the defense. And Coach Zimmer would not say if Dalvin Cook w- would play in the game on uh, on Friday night. We're hoping he does. I mean, I- I'd love to see him out there. I don't know. Kirk Cousins said he believes he'll be ready for week one. Everyone's been saying that all, all along. So. Let's see him. I mean, I'd love to see 33 out there on Friday night. Yeah, we Let's may, do I, it. I remember we talked to him after his first uh, game with the Vikings at U.S. Bank Stadium and how great he played. Um, and he was talking about his touchdown dance and this and that. And Man, we want to see that confidence again this year, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. He's a fun player to watch. So uh, He will be welcomed back with open arms maybe Friday night, maybe not, but Feels for sure like he'll be there week one. We're, we are on to the mailbag segment. What you got? Let's do it. All right. All right. This one's from Alex DeTola. Mm-hmm. How will Kirk and our offensive line handle the pressure from the top-tier defenses we face in the regular season? Well, yeah, we do see some top-tier defenses in the regular season. I mean, playing at Green Bay, never easy. Um, we play um, Philadelphia, and we play the Rams. I think the Saints defense has gotten a lot better. Todd Bowles and the Jets defense is solid. We have Belichick and company in New England in December. We're at Seattle in December. Uh, I think the Bears defense has been solid, even though they've gone through a couple different head coaches here of late. You know, their defense has always played pretty well. So um, I, I think the I think two, two ways um, to handle it, um, aside from just pass protecting and being good at that, the other two ways, running the ball well. Yep. Uh, which we've done here in the preseason, and which I think you know we we showed some of that last season, and that was without Dalvin. So now I'll throw Dalvin in there. I think it'll be even better. And then two is is Kirk Cousins getting the ball out. I think Cousins gets the ball out on time, and that helps the pass protection. Yeah, I, I, Cousins talked about it today. He thrives when he has a pocket. He talked about just the ability to be able to step back, go through his progressions, 
kind of take a second and, and throw the ball, that's when he's at his best. He's not a guy who's looking to run around or anything like that. And those were the words out of his mouth. When he's able to get that time uh, in Washington, he had some years where he had four, four out of five of his offensive linemen that were injured, not in the lineup. So he knows how to deal with, with adversity and injury in the pocket. But, man, when he has time to step back and throw the ball, he's as good as they get. Yep, that's right. So um, I'm looking forward to watching him. All right, number two. With the new signing of George Iloka, how do you think he will benefit the defense? Will he be an upgrade from Andrew Sandejo? This one's from Tiger. I like the name Tiger. Yeah, Tiger. Um, I, I'm not assuming that Iloka is going to come in here and start. Uh, like I, I know that he was starting for the Bengals, and he's started 16 out of 16 games, like four of the last five years or whatever, but like – and maybe I'm wrong about this. Maybe he's coming in and starting. I don't know. But, like, I think it's just depth at safety. And if something happens to Harry or to Sandejo, you got a starter, starting caliber safety who can just step right in and already knows the defense. Like, I don't think this is like Sandejo's gone or benched necessarily. Yeah. You know, and there might be some three safety looks Zim wants to use. I mean, I don't I don't think this is like goodbye to Sandejo. This is me though. I don't yeah, know. Zimmer said that at his press conference today. He just stood on at the at the podium and was like, This is just about getting the best football players yeah, in this building. Right. That's all it is. It's not Sandejo this, Sandejo that is we need we, we just want to add depth to this to this team. And um I really like the way George Iloka talked today and he's like, Whatever coach he goes, I trust him. He was my coach when I was a rookie. Whatever he asks me to do, I'll do. And if I don't start, I don't care. I'll do whatever. He knows that this team was one game away from going to the Super Bowl. And he's a veteran who was here last season when Cincinnati got blown out at U.S. Bank Stadium. He's like, I know what this team could do. Yeah, that's right. And the last one from Phil Letourneau. Coming up to week three, do we expect to see the starters play most of the game knowing they won't play in week four like the usual? And after signing George Iloka, do you see Sandejo playing less? I know Zimmer tried to get him last time he hit free agency. Most of the game, I don't, I don't know what that like. I think, I think the first half, and then maybe into the third quarter, uh, possibly some of the starters play into the third quarter. But I don't, I don't think you're going to see him like going all the way till five minutes left in the game. And then you pull him out for the last five minutes. That, that's a little bit more than we usually see. So I think the first half. Maybe some into the third quarter, and that—that's not me like reporting. That's the plan, just based on how teams usually handle the preseason. You normally see entire first half, and then sometimes the coach asks them to come out for a series or two in the third quarter. And that's what I expect to see Friday. Yeah, definitely, I I agree with that. And I mean, preseason week three you always say is the biggest dress rehearsal, but you also do not want any of these players getting injured. So yeah, I mean that's something you always have to keep in mind. I know Coach Zimmer has that in his mind, and and he. Uh, he will definitely do what he thinks is best, and that's what it comes down to. That's right. All righty. Um, we got a preseason game coming up, man. we got to tell people how they can catch it. Tell them how they can watch it, Wobby. Well, it's going to be on TV here in Minnesota and, and locally in the five-state area on Fox 9. So you can, um, you can watch the game on Channel 9, Fox 9, where uh, Paul Allen, Pete Bursich, Greg Coleman, and Ben Lieber will be calling the action. Of course, you can hear the game on the Vikings radio network as well. That's KFAN-FM 100.3 and KTLK-AM 1130 with the same crew, PA, Bursich, Coleman, and Lieber. The pregame show on the radio network begins at 5 o'clock Central. Remember, kickoff is at 7 o'clock p.m. Central. KFAN and KTLK serve as flagship stations for the Vikings radio network. And then, of course... 
Game Pass. NFL Game Pass. Vikings.com slash Game Pass to start your free seven-day trial. Right now, you can see Vikings games live. You can see Vikings game in on-demand format. You can watch the coaches tape. And you can watch the coaches tape live games in an on-demand format of every other NFL game. So it's a good deal. It's a good deal. You can you can really see what teams are doing. You can watch all the highlights, all the games, all the big plays. Get your NFL game pass. I have it. You have it. Um, that's how we go back yeah. and look at all, all the plays in these big games. So go get it. All right, that's going to do it. Uh, this edition of the Wobcast is over. We thank Kendall Wright for joining us. Thank you, Chrissy, for all your work, and thanks, everyone, for listening. On behalf of producer and co-host Chris Corso, this is Wobby signing off for now. Enjoy the game on Friday, everyone.